I don't know where you are in life right now or where it is you want to go. But if you are a curious soul like me, I know this about you. You are searching for greatness in life. You desire financial freedom. And you ask yourself daily how you can master success in business without wasting years of your life. On this show, we are going to interview all the leading experts and influencers in the fields of marketing, mindset, and sales to expose all the tips and tricks you need to accelerate your business and amplify your success. My name is Reem Kharbat, and this is the Entrepreneur Accelerator. How do you know what areas of your business has the greatest potential for improvement? What areas should be focused on? And how would you know if you're going to achieve your business growth goals and sustain that growth over the long term? Hey guys, it's me, Reem. And today I have an exceptional guest, Tony Gronacha, the author of Small Steps to Grow Profits and founder of Results Trained. Tony has helped thousands of businesses survive crisis, whether it was post 9-11, during the Great Recession, or Amazon massive company acquisitions. Tony helped businesses navigate the uncertainties and emerge stronger on the other side. As an entrepreneur, business owner, and enterprise marketer, Tony worked with literally the best businesses in every industry, including Google, Microsoft, ADP, Ford, BMW, Mohegan Sun, and Morgan Stanley, to name a few. And he has helped grow over 10,000 small businesses and a dozen Fortune 500 companies. After working with the best businesses across hundreds of industries, he learned how they grow consistently and predictably using adversity to pivot towards opportunity in order to survive and thrive in all manner of economic conditions. His mission now is to democratize marketing to share with small business owners and entrepreneurs exactly what to do to grow profitably, how to do it, and how to leverage the resources to make it happen. Welcome, and I'm so happy to have you here with me. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Thank you, Tony. Um, you know, that's a very, very impressive uh, resume. And to be honest, like just looking at it, I told you, I was just scared. Like seriously, you've been working with some of the most amazing companies in the world and having access to, you know, some of the most successful companies in the whole world. Like seriously, um, can you tell us a little bit more about you? How did you start with the whole business thing and how did you evolve to reach and work with, with such great companies? Thank you. Um, well, I've always been entrepreneurial when I was a little kid. Um, everything from working with uh, selling baseball cards to, you know, kind of working any kind of side hustle at the time, you know, yeah. they didn't even call it back then. But I was always kind of in, inquisitive about that. And I actually grew up in small business. So my parents had a small business. They had a little Italian mm-hmm. bakery. And, uh, you know, I, I grew up um, with that that environment. Unfortunately, that business didn't have success and, and the business went out and um, we found ourselves homeless. Uh, and oh. so I had to live with my sister, my whole family, my mother, my father, and my old, uh, we lived at our old, my oldest sisters. 
And I kind of always wanted to kind of um, fix that issue, right? I wanted to go back and be the hero and kind of right those wrongs. And mm. so I went to college to learn how to be an entrepreneur, how to have success. And, and I went, uh, I created a business school. I went to business school and I created a business plan. And my idea was to go back with my parents and help them do a new bakery. And so I did that. I left wow. and I started an internet bakery and it was one of the first. It was back in the late nineties. So uh, we came up with the technology to take a cake and mail it anywhere in the country. Mm. And so we ended up working with, and, and you know, giving cakes to IBM, uh, you know, uh, gosh, uh, Microsoft, all these huge companies, as well as celebrities. Like we did a cake for uh, Jay-Z and for Jennifer Lopez. And we wow. had, it was really exciting. We won Best New wow. Product at the New York Incentive Show. It was awesome. Uh, unfortunately, even though we had the best product, we had, you know, public relation, like PR, we were all over the place, celebrity clients, et cetera, that business failed. And, oh, and we, still? And again, yes. And oh. I found myself uh, newly married with a baby on the way and homeless again. And so, oh, I, wow. you know, I said to myself, something's wrong. You know, who has the answers? Certainly, uh, college didn't have the answers. I learned how to write a business plan. They didn't show me how to have success. So I said, how can I learn success? And what I discovered is I have to model success. I have to find who's actually successful and then work with them. And so that's what I did. I left, uh, you know, kind of entrepreneurship for a period of time, went to the corporate world to work with the best companies. And so I started working uh, back then. Amazingly, nobody knew what SEO was, search engine optimization. So I had learned SEO to get myself on the top of the rankings for that little business. And, and this was way ahead. This was like 1998. So nobody even knew what it was back then. And so um, I took that skill, got it hired at a little company that ended up getting acquired by ADP. And so all of a sudden I was in the Fortune 500 and that company happened to work in the automotive space. And by virtue of being in the automotive space, working with ADP who acquired us, uh, I ended up working, you know, and managing all the payroll side of that business and then working within the internal agency for companies like Ford Motor Company and, you know, General Motors, all these companies. And so I kind of overnight, it's, wow. it's it exploded. Then how did you decide to jump back from corporate world to, to uh, become, you know, this uh, big entrepreneur? Yeah. So what happened was I was... Uh, I was in the corporate world for about 10 years and, um, and learned all I could. And I, I felt like, you know, now was the time to go back to entrepreneurship because it was always my passion. Uh, yeah. I knew I wasn't equipped. So I wanted to get equipped. So I, I kind of leveraged that time. And, and the timing was perfect because I was on the East Coast of the United States uh, and I ended up traveling to the West Coast several times a month. And so I had, you know, two, uh, we had three kids. We actually have six kids now, but at the time, oh my god, we had, yeah, we had, uh, wow. we we had three or four kids. So it was a lot, right? You know, flying back and forth. So I said, you know, now's a great time to leave the corporate world, go and start an uh, agency. So I started a marketing agency to help the small businesses based off of what I learned working with the best companies in the world. So you're modeling the Godfather movie again, like. Italian, an entrepreneur, yeah. and building your own little mafias around you to yeah, <laughs> build exactly. and grow your business. That's exactly, awesome. Yeah, that I love that. Yeah. Oh, you. my God. So 
Okay, so you know, with um, I did not even ask you how are you doing with the with the whole pandemic thing. Like everything is okay at your side. Yeah, no, we're doing well. It's a challenge because, as I mentioned, we have six kids now. So six kids all hold up in a house is is a bit of a mm. challenge. But you know, um, thankfully we we keep it together, and my wife's very supportive. We work together and try to keep them entertained. And uh, you know, from a business perspective we've been well positioned because I started shifting from my agency to be more of a training company well mm. over a year ago. And so, you know, kind of we're benefiting from all the shifts from a, from a business perspective. And how do you see from your experience and working with all those companies, how, how do you, how are you seeing people or other businesses coping with the current situation? Because also, um, you know, as a business owner myself, uh, we have a property management software company that uh, I built with my business uh, five years ago with my mm. husband five years ago. Mm. And um, it was, it was doing really well, but during this uh situation what is happening here honestly which is i have to be really really grateful it boomed even more it it, it was it grew better during this situation because all property managers and real estate owners they wanted to automate their business and they want to work remotely so they need a system an application and something like that at the yes. same time as a business coach i see a lot of let's say panicking uh, uh, business owners and entrepreneurs and they don't know what to do and they don't know how to start and how to tackle the challenges that is happening. As you said, you're at home with your kids and yeah. you have to maintain stability inside and out and you have yes. to keep um, not just, it's not about maybe growing, it's about just uh, some people consider it surviving. Uh, mm. What What do you think? What is happening? You know, with your clients, uh, what What is the common thing that is happening now? How everybody's coping? Yeah, that's a great question. I think the first thing you want to make sure you do is is save the ship. And really, I look at two facets uh, of that. One is your profitability, and second is your cash flow. So those are the keys to having success. Which is why that's why I called my uh, book small steps to grow profits because if you don't have a profit you're very susceptible to to going out of business and so you want to first protect that and so uh the you know the when this hit the first thing i did was audited all my expenses and i said okay what's recurring that I can cut out what what um what is, what can i negotiate as a discount what can i pay up front and get a discount you know to make sure that we are maximizing our profits you know that and that includes evaluating contractors you're working with employee you know everything that you're in that's um going out of your business you want to audit and then likewise what's coming in so that means making sure you you know you're retaining your clients you know so you want to stabilize yourself almost like a medical condition you want to first mm. stabilize yourself then the other component is your cash flow so i think of profit is kind of the amount and cash flow is really the timeline you know, it's more based on time. So you want to say, okay, how can I expedite getting cash in and how can I slow getting cash out? And so that was kind of the process I went and said, okay, how can I not only negotiate the, the cost of things and how much we bring in, but how can I get paid sooner? How can I pay later? You know, all those kinds of things come into play. So really just making a checklist of all my, what's going in out. It could be just starting with your credit card and say, yeah. okay, what's going in, what's going out and how can I adjust that? 
That that's absolutely awesome. You know, because it's um, so many people they do not focus on their profitability. Maybe some of some seriously, I've dealt with people like that, business owners who do not even check their bottom lines. They they just focus on how much sales that they get, and that's it. So they just check on the revenues and they forget about the rest. So uh, th- those points are just really great. I'm coming from a finance background. So I love it when people talk about, you know, cash flows. And I feel like, yes, now, now this is what we're talking about. Like, seriously, uh, some people, they need just a little bit of financial education so that they can steer uh, their ship, as you said. So you need to stabilize things inside first. Um, So we're talking about a crisis now. And we said, like, you know, in 2008, we had the financial crisis. And uh, um, some people try to compare and see how can we learn from history and how can we benefit from what, let's say, from what happened and model uh, model it now. But I guess situation is a, a bit different because yes. we don't even know when things are going, uh, you know, when things are going back to normal. Uh, is it going to be? Seriously, after 12 months, 18 months, what can we do? And there are some businesses that really needed to shift and pivot totally from what they're doing. Some gyms are closing, a business owners shutting down the whole business and they're trying to think of a different business model. So we're talking about crisis management. How can you help us in this regard? Yeah, no, I think that's, a, that's another great question. So the way I look at it, is uh, there's a the, the first thing you want to look at is your resources, and so the resources I break down into into three things: your time, uh, your money, and your effort. And so what you want to do, especially during times like this, is maximize each of those. And so we just mm-hmm. talked about profitability and cash flow. That kind of fits in the money bucket. So yeah. the other two areas are really your your time and your effort. And so what you want to do is get as much leverage out of what you have to work with and maximize what you're doing. And so sometimes that requires pivoting. And so to do that, the, the first place to start, and this is an area I learned working with the best companies that's missing in the average small business. So um, really businesses need three things to be successful. Number one, they need to know what to do. Number two, they need to know how to do it. And number three, they need to know how to leverage those resources that we just talked about. Now, yeah. uh, most businesses focus on how to do it. So they say, okay, how do I run Facebook ads? How do I do Google? You know, how do I do SEO? When really the best companies don't start there. They start with what to do, which is your strategy. And so mm-hmm. that is where I think people should be focused. Right now is their strategy and they're planning for that strategy. Because you know, at some point we're gonna get out of this. You don't wanna be scrambling at the last minute when things are changing. You should be working on your plan now. So when it changes, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're already ahead of the curve. Mm. That that's uh, absolutely amazing. Seriously, and um, like I wish that um, we can. I, I really wish that so many people will listen to this episode. This is really really important. I feel that every business owner, uh, entrepreneur, um, they really need that kind of not just support but education. And yes, it's it's kind of it's an important support that they need now because uh, first the. Uh, shifting the mentality first, which is just to cut the no, cut off the noise, and you know, uh, having or moving from the uh, scarcity mindset 
into the opportunity mindset and trying to find an opportunity within uh, all the craziness that uh, we're in, uh, we're living now. So you said, uh, I'm quoting here that you said, I have a personal mission to directly impact the growth of 1 million businesses by 2026. Uh, Correct. That's a, that's a, a very, um, let's say, bold statement and, and ambitious. And it's amazing to see people who are um, saying that because before the show, we were just talking and I'm telling you, I'm, I'm a person who believes in the power of like saying things loud and to the whole world, which means yes. it puts me under the, 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 let's say, the commitment to achieve what I want. And you're saying this is your personal or mission statement. Uh, how yes. are you willing to do that? And how did it come from? Yeah, that's a great question. So I believe that we're here for a purpose and to make an impact. And I also believe that we are placed in this world to make a small impact. I think we're here to make a big impact. And that's how the best people and the companies think. They don't think, I mean, yeah. you don't go to Ford Motor Company and say, I want to sell 10 cars. <laughs> I mean, they're, yeah. they're dealing in millions. And so I think that's the way we're, we're created to, to think, to think big. And so, but you also have to think realistically. So the question mm-hmm. is, how can you possibly hit a million people? And, and so kind of reflecting on my history and, and kind of what got me to this point, I realized there was a few critical components. One was my working with the, the enterprise companies I work with. Two, working with local businesses. That's always been my passion. And, mm-hmm. and kind of what I thought is, okay, how do I combine that? How do I combine what I have? with what the enterprises have and what local businesses have. And what I realized is that um, there's chambers of commerce across the world. And mm-hmm. I realized that there's thousands of them. And within the thousands, there's you know, millions of, of people. And I also mm-hmm. thought that, you know, who has money right now? You know, certainly businesses don't, many of them are struggling. Some, some of them do. There's always going to be industries that are, are successful, no matter what circumstance it is. But right now the businesses are, are challenged. And they, they probably can't afford to maybe even buy my book, but who can afford that is the enterprises. So my thought was to have the enterprises sponsor getting these courses and books and everything and materials to local businesses through the chambers because they're already there. They already exist and they're there to help businesses. So that was my thought process of how to get into a million businesses. And that's what I'm going to make happen. Love it. Love it. That's, that's absolutely awesome. Um, so if, if we go back to the, to the um, topic of maximizing the profit uh, during especially challenging times. Uh, yes. So again, like um, um, two episodes, I think, uh, ago, I was talking to um, an expert in sales and he, we were discussing, because I received a lot of questions about sales. Can we sell right now? Like, is it okay to sell? Some people are yeah. scared, honestly, to offer their services. And especially, let's mm. say, small um uh, business owners or coaching coaches and consultants, uh, they're they're worried uh, about offering their services. But mm-hmm. so we're talking here about maximizing the profits. How can we know what are the areas that we need to focus on to maximize the profits? To maximize our profits, if we're already worried, just worried from selling um, our products. Yeah, I think a lot of times, especially with small businesses, that's a mindset issue. Because I, I don't think of sales as selling. I would think of it as helping somebody. And so if yeah. you're adding value to somebody and, and it's making their life better, 
there's no reason to think making a sale is bad. So for instance, I do marketing. If I do marketing for someone, I can help them grow their sales and say it's 10 times the value of what it costs them, then I would be remiss not to sell to them. So I think that's the first area is, is looking at, you know, looking at your own mindset and saying, okay, is there something that's blocking me from doing the right thing, which is in many cases to sell. If in fact you have a good product and it does what you, know, you say it'll do. Uh, the next thing you want to look at, does that answer your question? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then the next thing I would look at is in, and this is what I talk about in my, my book, the different steps, but there's really six areas that are, that determine how you should pivot. If you, if you pivot, the first mm. thing is looking at your markets. So who are you serving? If the people mm. you're serving today can't buy your products for whatever reason, is there a different market that can't? And, mm. you know, in tandem with that, what are your offerings? The offerings are your products and services you offer. So if they can't buy a certain product, so say you're a restaurant and people can't get into your restaurant, you know, what's another product you have? Maybe you could do takeout. So that's a good example of, you know, yeah. shifting or pivoting your pivot. yeah. offerings. Uh, and then the next step is your value. Like what's your value proposition? Again, it has to be a much higher value than what someone is paying. But if you have that, there's no reason you shouldn't be selling. And then kind of the other, the three other areas I focus on, which is how you get a number of buyers, how many buyers can you get? What's the size of those buyers and how can you inspire loyalty? So a lot of times your best customers are the ones that bought from you in the past. So maybe, yes. you know, if you're, if you're struggling to get new clients, go back to the ones that bought five years ago. They might be able to buy mm. it again, you know, and just kind of, when we, again, going back to my agency, the first thing I did, you know, in addition to the cash flow and the profitability, I made a list of all our past clients and say, okay, who's working with us now? Who's not? Which ones would be a good fit? Because some of those industries are growing in this area, in this environment. You know, maybe if it's a SaaS yeah. company or a cleaning company or something like that, they may, they may actually be thriving. You know, so that's how you evaluate where you're at today and then say, okay, where do I need to shift? Where do I pivot? Uh, I agree because me personally, we have implemented this specific, let's say, strategy, which is uh, we reached out to all our previous clients. Uh, and, you know, people, especially in this, uh, during this time, they need to feel that they're taking care of that, you know, that yes. you're checking on them uh, during this time, offering support. You don't have even to sell them anything, but just the right. fact that you're showing them that you're there for them, that you're willing to help, uh, you create, seriously, you create um, a huge uh, list of fans who might not be immediate buyers, but in the near future, they're going to come back to you and buy more from you but for sure going back to your clients or to to your previous clients and even engaging with prospects or uh, new clients will even help to show them just to show them that you are there willing to help and support during this period regardless like without even being salesy or pushy uh, during this time right. um I'm checking here when when you were saying that for example how to turn your ideal prospect into buyer and this is one of the points that you can focus on to maximize your profitability how can you uh how can we help in in this like how do we know or how can we turn an ideal client into a buyer and especially during this time right now that's a great question so one of the best things you can do is you know i agree you shouldn't be too salesy you know i said it's okay to sell but it doesn't mean you want to be salesy 
So the best thing you can do is, is create value for them in advance. So that might mm. be through your content. It might be, you know, one of the best ways is through community. You know, like there's a lot of people building Facebook groups where people connect and just helping people. I think, you know, again, if you go in the, with the right mindset, but in terms of your specific question and how you turn a prospect into a buyer, that really comes down to your funnel. And so mm. what you want to look at is the different stages someone goes through. You know, initially someone's a browser. Maybe they have no idea who you are, you know, and, 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 but they have a pain point. They have a problem that they have solved. So a lot of times your content can, can mirror that and tell them how to solve that problem in a generic you know, way. They, you know, answer them kind of at a top level. Then as people proceed down their funnel, the next step is they're shoppers. They're in the market. You know, so maybe at the top level, I'll go back to myself. Sometimes I have back pain. Uh, so, yeah. you know, picking up six kids will do it to you. But, uh, but, you know, at that level, I'm just looking for solutions for back pain. You know, I'm, I'm a browser. I have a pain. I want to have it solved. The next level is I'm a shopper. So, okay, how do I solve this back pain? Do I get acupuncture? Do I go to physical therapy? Do I go to chiropractor? So at the next level, that they're shopper. You want to give them contact at that stage. Then once they proceed from that stage, they're a buyer. Now you want to different yourself from the other, other competitors. So if you're a chiropractor, how are you going to be better than the other chiropractors? What, what's your value proposition? Why would someone work with you as opposed yeah. to anyone else or do nothing at all? And that's really the, the stages. You want to give content at each stage. So this is what I wanted to ask you before, which is improving your value or how to, um, what is your value proposition in the market? Right. How can I measure? Like, for example, if you want to uh, measure or teach or help uh, new business owners, for example, how can they know their position in the market? Because we always say that you need to have, for example, um, you have you have to have a unique selling point to uh, to, you know, put you in that position in the market. But there are some people who really don't know even like how to measure that. Yes, I think the first place to start is is really looking at what you're providing. And so um, I have a framework called the results bridge, which takes them from where they are to where they want to be. And that distance, the distance between where they are and where they want to be is really the value you provide. So if you solve a small problem, you're going to be less valuable than someone that solves a, a big problem. And a lot of times, I'll give you a marketing agent example. If I help a client and they're, you know, a six-figure business and I give them advice and maybe they make an extra $10,000, that's going to be very different than if I, I help a seven-figure business, same exact problem, because it, I solved a bigger issue for them, I'm worth more. So it might be, you know, this goes back to what I said before, the first step is look at your market, who you're serving. Um, so that's kind of your overall value. Now, your value proposition is how you communicate that value. And, and, and the way I, I look at that is people have different points of value. There's certain things that make you unique relative to anyone else. So it might be um, your experience. It might be who you've worked with. It might be um, how long you've done something. And so mm -hmm. where I start in my process with, with clients is I have, a, have a make a, I have a checklist of different what I call points of value where they kind of define what makes them unique and then you find the most compelling one based on two criteria is it unique and is it valuable to your audience so you might say i've been doing this for 30 years but if it's brand new technology that might not be relevant right so you have to be relevant and, and something that's truly new to you when you get those two things together it becomes magical and you have something you know that's really special
Love it. So uh, your new book, your new released book, it's um, uh, Small Steps to Grow Profits. Uh, yes, is it released yet? Out. It's not released yet. It's coming out soon. Uh, what we're doing in advance of that is taking the most uh, consequential elements of it and we're put, we put it into a manifesto that we're, we're providing for free. That way people get a taste of the book. Mm. I get some feedback and, and it's completely free. It's not even gated. So people can literally go to the website and download it, you know, without any commitment from them. And when you say manifesto, just excuse my uh, uh, ignorance uh, with this, with the language, because I hear a lot of people use it as well. So when you say uh, manifesto, um, you mean that you're showing, let's say, steps and uh, like, is it like a guideline or something? Yeah, it's a 30 page graphical document that's really a statement. This goes back to democratized marketing. So okay, I didn't want to just yeah. put something out there that's a guide, you know, like a, like a white paper. Like this is really a statement of how I believe businesses should be run and marketed based off of working with some of the top companies in the world. So it's really a oh, okay. statement. That's why I call it a manifesto. It's not just yeah. some little guide. It's something that's really a, a stake in the ground, so to speak. Love it. And when you say de democratize marketing, what do you mean by that? Yeah, that's another great question. So I believe that every business should have the same opportunity to succeed. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, a lot of times businesses don't succeed. And this was the case with me. I didn't know what I didn't know. And so I had to learn it from the best. But I don't believe every business necessarily has the opportunity to work with the best. And But I believe they should have this knowledge that I learned. And so that's what I mean by democratized marketing, taking what the very best companies have done and are doing and providing that same insight to the small businesses so they have a equal chance. Uh, amazing. So if I want to go back to, to the theme of my show, which is the entrepreneur accelerator. And I always ask this to all my guests. Um, what is, you, you said it, you had, you've been an entrepreneur, your family witnessed, you know, let's say uh, um, failure in the entrepreneurship. And then you went back to corporate and then go back, you went back to, to entrepreneurship. What was the secret or the strategy or the one thing that you consider that truly helped you accelerate your success or helped you achieve success? Yeah, I believe the one thing that's missing is strategic planning. And so that's why I, I say the how, what to do and how to do it. Those really go together. It's like having a strategy and having a plan to execute that strategy. So those are the three things I have to line up. You have to have a strategy, like, you know, how am I going to conquer this? A plan, which is your, you know, what you're going to accomplish by when, and then the execution is following it through and keeping yourself accountable. And so these are all things I talk about in the manifesto in detail, but in summary, that's why I find over and over again, a lot of businesses fail because they don't have a strategic plan. Yeah, because as they say, just fuzzy targets never get hit. Like you can never achieve something that you haven't, if you do not have a clear target, uh, or ha or have a plan. I love plans because I've yeah. <laughs> I've built plans for like almost my whole life, strategic plans and business plans. And my problem, seriously, with um, with small business owners. Okay, I I'm so happy that I left the corporate world, and I always say that I'm blessed. I'm blessed to be able to you know be the boss of uh, myself and to be able to fail and learn and and grow. And uh, it's just awesome to build your a dream, not someone else's. Um, but I think without working maybe as like, just like you, 
without being in the corporate world for years and seeing how those billionaires and investors, how they really do not take any kind of decision unless there is a proper plan in place, a strategic plans, a five, 10 years business plan that shows you where are you going? What are the ins and outs? They never take any decision without something like that. But how can we incept or install this, uh, let's say, culture or mindset uh, into the brains of small business owners? Because, you know, as entrepreneurs, we have to be fast. We have to take, you know, quick actions. And most of the times we're by ourselves. We have to be the marketers, the, the janitors, the, right. you know, the CEOs and the accountants and everything. And sometimes it's overwhelming and I need to take an action today. Building a business plan, a proper business plan takes time. And again, it's a plan. Sometimes it might be totally different than reality. Correct. Yes. So what I built my whole training company off of the foundation is actually planning. And, and I agree with you hundred percent. It's too much for the average small business. So what I did was take what I used to literally like at the corporate level, you would have, uh, you know, 20, 30 tab spreadsheet that you'd yeah. work on for three months. And I said to myself, there's no way a small business would be able to pull this off. So what I did was distilled what I believe are the most important elements, which are just those six steps, your markets, your offerings, mm. uh, your value, your um, number, size, and loyalty, those six steps. And that's your framework. And so it's, I made a graphical interface on how to do it. And instead of doing a year or necessarily five or 10 years out, I mean, right now to get started, a business can just do a quarter and just, and then what you do is you measure yourself against it. So the, mm. what I believe is a, a business plan should not be a plan that's, you know, you take months to create and then goes in a drawer somewhere. Mm. It should be a living document that you can do. And that's why I actually, I create a version that's like a whiteboard. Like literally you can, you can yeah, see me on I video. See I yeah. create a, a visual guide. That's, and, and it's actually in the manifesto. People can download for free and see a model. And, and I think that's the other thing is you model others. So with, with what mm -hmm. I, I created was uh, I created in such a way where you could put your competitors through it or the top companies and model what they're doing. So you can say, oh, there's another business in my industry. How are they doing it? So again, it's built to, so people can do it quickly and not take a long time. Because if, if it takes too long, people won't do it. And so it's got to be short yeah. and, and succinct and, and measurable. And you have to... The first people, first people that people, uh, the first thing that business owners need to hold accountable is themselves. Like mm -hmm. a lot of times they like to point the finger and say, Hey, the agency is messing up, you know, employees really, it starts with them. And that means they have to know their own plan. Like a lot of businesses will come to me and they don't want to, you know, they always say, I don't want to know how the sausage is made. Just make it happen. And that's exactly the wrong mindset because if you want to have success, you have to take ownership over your, over it yourself. Love it. Uh, I'm super happy. I know that you have another um, call right after this. So I'm going to wrap up. I would love to talk to you more about this because seriously, it's, I think it's a very, very important subject. I'm so happy that you're offering our clients or our audience, sorry, the um, manifesto for free to go and check and um, start at least understanding how to check their profitability and how to, you know, how to grow uh, a profitable business. So thank you so much. Uh, if people want to know more about you, where can they find you? Yeah, so I think a good place to start would be going and getting that manifesto, and it's very easy to get to. It's small steps, plural, smallstepsmanifesto.com. You type that in, it'll take you right to the page where you can download it. Again, there's no form to fill out because I really just want people to get this information. 
And so you just go there and, and there's a version of it for crisis management, which is relevant to today. Like right now we're in the pandemic. And so I wrote this version of the manifesto specifically, like what do you do for your cash flow, your profitability to survive during this, this time? Love it. Thank you, Tony. I'm super happy, seriously, that we had this conversation. I think that we all need it. And um, uh, it's really great to talk to you. And I hope that you will stay well and safe. And I'll speak to you very soon one more time. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you liked today's episode, would you please take a minute to rate and review my show? That would mean the world to me. And let me know if you have any questions in mind or something that you're struggling with so I can cover in future episodes. And don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out. Let's accelerate your success together. And remember, success is not an accident. Success is a choice. See you next time.